0: Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman.
1: Helping others help themselves is a concept that some of us find easy to do, and then there are some of us that could probably use a little help learning how to be better at that.
2: Can you help me?
1: Well, I don't know, (laughs) JJ. I think that you are good at helping others help themselves when you're in the coach role.
2: But I sometimes like to ride on your coattails.
1: Well, that's not good. Why would you do that?
2: Because you're a rock star and you're amazing. Oh, great. You find the best in other people.
1: Listeners. J.G. is out of his mind. Okay, what are we talking about tonight? I see We, you're we not, have a special guest. You're, you're off the, what do they call that, the rails? Come on, what what are we talking about Well, I don't want to tonight? touch
2: the third rail, but we have a special guest, Marty Finkel, a good friend that we met at a CEO peer group some time ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Well, tell the, tell, come on. No, you go ahead. Well, okay, well, on, well, what share. I know, Marty Finkel, who is going to share his wisdoms with us yes. on how to help others help themselves. And listeners, we want you to know Marty's going to get very deep here, so you may want to get your tissues. I hope you have tissues in the car, or if you're, you know, hanging back and streaming this live, get your tissues ready, because uh, it's going to get pretty deep here. Yeah. Yeah. JG. Oh, my God. I'm I'm feeling emotional already. Can you help somebody help themselves? That's
2: all I want to know. Are you a coach? I have, a, I have challenges just helping myself, <laughs> let alone helping others. Actually, um, it's easier for me to help others than it is to help myself sometimes. Uh, and that's kind of interesting.
1: That's an interesting and true. Yes. I, I, oh, you know what? I don't know. I find it. Yes, I would agree. I find it easier to help others. Yes. Uh, actually, when I need help the most. Mm. Hmm. Listeners, if you agree, we'll see. We're coming back with Marty Finkel. It's Got Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Stay tuned.
0: WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus, all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880.
1: It sounds so much easier than it is. Helping others help themselves is not always so easy. Mm. Even if we want to do that, right, Gigi?
2: Absolutely. We
1: may even be really good at helping others help themselves, but sometimes people don't even want to be helped, so it goes all kinds of ways. So what if we're the ones who need some help? How do we muster the strength to go beyond ourselves and really focus on others? I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gasman, double S M A N, otherwise known as JG, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS eight eighty. Welcome to the dial. Join us. Double S M A N?
2: I don't know. Oh it's kind of like the gasman who comes to read the meter from Connecticut. Okay, I got it. Can got you it. sell
1: me some fuel
2: I don't know. I got it. Anyway, joining us
1: join I know it's <laughs> Saturday night, listeners, you're in your car, you're like, what? They're wacky tonight. Anyway, it's holiday
2: season we had a little to drink. No, we did not. Let's clarify that. Okay. We didn't drink anything. I have you hot, have coffee I have, and I have water. No, no, no.
1: I have hot water with lemon. Anyway. Joining us tonight is our very, very dear friend Marty Finkel and guaranteed his story and wisdoms. It's going to move you. Uh, it's going to touch the heart of many tonight. And uh, JG, I appreciate the fact that you gave me tissues. Yes. Too mm.
2: so bad. So we met Marty, I would say about three years ago at a CEO. To CEO Peer Group. Do you remember yes, that? Yes. And then I remember he and, quit that group and yeah, we were devastated. We joined, be- <laughs> we joined because of Marty and he <laughs> left us hanging by ourselves. Like, Where
1: are you going? What do you mean you're not coming back and, and you're not part of this group anymore? <laughs>
2: what? Well, let's stay connected and boy, have we. So Marty is the, uh, he was the CEO of a company and then he launched his own consulting business. He is quite an interesting guy in so far as he's a public speaker. And we don't usually get a lot of public speakers, and uh, it goes from there. Yeah, Well, he's a public speaker. He's a CEO. He's an entrepreneur. He helps inspire others to be the best that they can be.
1: And he's a master negotiator. So I want to see where this this whole night goes. Help us negotiate. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome, Marty. Hi, Marty.
3: Thanks. Hi. <laughs> You're sitting there i sitting I love watching the two of you. If you guys dicker. could see them ticker <laughs> back and forth, it's a lot of fun. This, this is why has I love to be them so much.
1: shocking, right? You, you know, you've you saw us together, and mm-hmm. you know, we were in this CEO group together. <laughs> And so us in one light. One light. You've certainly come to know each one of us independently, mm-hmm. and now poof, here we are on CBS, on the radio, and you're looking at the two of us saying, "What?
2: What did I get myself into?"
1: Well, I'm
3: actually—it's it's interesting because I'm really honored to to come sit with you and just have a conversation and share yeah. it with so many different people. It's just—it's—it's no. it's surprising. So we'll share <laughs> more. Just so right. Let, yeah. So
2: let's talk about what is your mission? What is your purpose in, in your own mind? So back, what do you think it
3: is? Back um, probably thirty-five years ago or so, I wrote actually it was my mission statement was to help others help themselves. And to help others help themselves.
1: And wait a second, was that a a mission statement in your business?
3: Um, It's interesting. I I took a a course many years ago on time management, and one of the things they taught us to do is write a mission about what you really want to do in your life and then write guiding principles in order to really follow through on that mission and make it part of your daily routine. Mm -hmm. And mine, as I kind of struggled through it, I said, well, I love helping people. Mm-hmm. But I don't just want to help them. I want to help them to be better at what they do. So I'll help others help themselves. And it just kind of came. Mm-hmm. And I've lived that for the last 35 years in my personal life and my professional life.
1: And would you say that you are, have been successful? And I, the reason I asked that question, I'm not being, you know, silly here. Helping others to help themselves means you uh, choose to empower. Mm-hmm. Uh, educate, maybe guide. It doesn't, there, it, there's so many facets involved with that to be successful. So, for example, number one, not everybody wants to help themselves. Right. Right. And we have to recognize that. Right. Those might be, you know, people in our drama book, the victims. Oh my gosh, sure. Yeah. Then there are, we'd like to help others help ourselves, but mm, I need help and I can't even get out of my own way to help somebody else. Yeah. So, how, have you found, over all of these years, the success, or successes? Have you run into those barricades, those challenges? Oh, sure,
3: sure. Not not everybody wants to either learn or or do things. I my my background is all commercial. I've been uh, working in businesses from uh, grocery businesses like Unilever to AT and T to uh, Oxford Health Plans. I worked with Franklin Quest for a short while. And then ran Scott Work for 10 years. And that was a negotiating firm. Mm-hmm. And w- when I really realized something was going on, I was about 44, I'm 58 now. And somebody came up to me, <laughs> Deidre, and said, um, Why are you such an expert in negotiation? And I looked at them and I said, I. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> and um, I, we kind of let it pass. And about a week later, somebody else came up to me and said, "Why are you such an expert in negotiation?" And I looked at them, going, <laughs> "Okay, you're telling me one of two things: I really am an expert, or I'm old." <laughs> 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 and that's when I realized I, I wanted to focus on things that made an impact for other people. And then I wanted to watch them be outstanding. Mm. And I take energy out of people being mm. absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of narrowed it down. I've been in sales all my life and I narrowed it down to a certain amount of studies. So I've studied human dynamics over the years. And I just love when the light bulbs go on in people's heads. I'm, I'm up in front of Twelve people are up up in front of twenty five hundred people, and I watch them just realize, "Oh, he's helping me along the way, so I can be good at what I am doing." Wow, that's pretty selfless.
1: Is there? Go ahead, no, after you. Is there a um, a wisdom like what's one thing our listeners and JG and I might be able to do, like when we we're out of here and we're done Mm -hmm. with the show, and you know, go about our merry ways. Is there something that we can each do to, like one thing that you could recommend how we could help somebody else help themselves?
3: Yeah. Um, I can think back about the last week that I spent down in Texas with, with a group of people. And, you know, I, I opened myself to them and I was very honest with things that are going on in my personal life as well as professional life. Mm. Do you
1: want to share that with us and our listeners?
3: Uh, Sure. What's sure. going on, Marty? Um, L- listeners, I,
1: get your tissues
3: ready. I was standing up in front of the group, and I said this to my colleagues that were were doing the session with me, and they're 18 people, and they're doing medical advice for big systems of care. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I need to share something with you so that you're not wondering why I sit many times while I'm teaching. I was just um, diagnosed with stage four metastasized lung cancer, and it's moved mm. from my lung into my liver, and I didn't know. Hmm. And I'm watching the faces, and they're stunned, and they're in the hospital systems. They know what that's What about. that means, yeah. And I said, but I don't want you to feel empathy for me or sympathy. What I want you to do is understand that I'm here because you give me energy.
1: Hmm.
3: And one young man in the corner of the room looked at me, and he said, I need to talk to you at a break. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to him and I said, Howard, what's going on? he said, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer also, and it's terminal. Mm. And he's taking this drug called Keytruda. And that is not a plug for them, but I am also. Taking that. And what I decided after I was diagnosed was instead of wallowing in my own pain or sorrow, I was going to become very public about it. So when I run a class or I'm speaking in front of hundreds or thousands of people or um, on a blog that I've decided to post for the last 13 weeks since I've been diagnosed, I just want to be honest. So to leave you with that thought, Mm -hmm. Deidre and and JG, if you can be boldly honest with other people and allow yourself to be vulnerable, then people are going to care enough to share back and your message is going to come very clearly to them.
1: What an incredible wisdom. I mean, the whole time as I was listening to you describe how you were sharing um, and how now you made an impact and gave this person uh, the opportunity to receive what you were saying Mm. and feel comfortable enough to come up to you and share a personal story. It's all about being vulnerable and honest and transparent. And I would also say, so that's, that's wisdom one. Mm. Want to help others help themselves? Get
2: vulnerable. Mm. Get vulnerable. Boldly honest. Yeah. Wow.
1: And the other thing too, Marty, that you didn't say uh, being diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer that's metastasized which is just horrendous you mentioned getting past or above or away from feeling sorry for yourself mm. um, you didn't mention the anger that comes with that mm. have you had have you had anger well you know as the, part of as part of let's say the shock and uh, the disbelief, disbelief. Uh. right it I would is there anger that you've moved away from? You know, it's,
3: it was interesting. There's there's a book written many, many years ago, and I've used it um, when somebody has something stark happen to them or there's a downsizing in a company or whatever. It's uh, On Death and Dying by Elisabeth Kubler-Ross. Uh-huh. And, I know that. Uh, and all the different stages you go through. The first thing I said to my oncologist when she told me was, you, you've got to be talking about someone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I walk seven to eight miles four times a week. Mm -hmm. I I am healthy and everybody looks at me going, you're not sick. And when they told me I had a four and a half centimeter tumor in my lung and it was in my liver, you have between three and 18 months to live. I said, (laughs) I can't say it on the air. I said, (laughs) F you. Right. I said, there's no way. I said, there's no way that that's going to happen. It's a
2: mix-up in the patient
3: so, records here.
1: So it's a, a disbelief, mm. the shock, mm. no way. And I think we feel that when we hear that for ourselves, mm-hmm. like you did, and even if we hear that about loved ones or friends, yep. no way.
2: I just saw them. They looked great. They're, the, what? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So Marty's Journey, listeners, is something that... J.G. and I firmly believe, and that's why Marty's here with us tonight, aside from the fact that we love him, uh, his journey is one that we can all learn from, live by, and uh, we want to come back and, and continue and learn more about your journey. And, and even, what are the things that you might recommend? How do we help you? How do, What are the right things to say? What are the wrong things to say? We'll, mm. we'll come back with that and, and, and so much more. Yes, J.G., what? What? How are you feeling? Wow. I'm overwhelmed with emotion. Do you need a tissue?
2: I, I have a lot of tissues.
1: Yes. Kleenex. What can I do to help you? How can I help you help
2: yourself? Stand up. to mm. Take, I, a, I'm take need a, deep a hug. Breath. I'm gonna need a hug from both of you guys. Mm. Okay, one. well we can <clears throat> we can
1: arrange for that. We can start that one. Can way. we call somebody? <laughs> what, like a lifeline? Who do you want to call, JG? JJ's <laughs> a combination tonight of Ooh, depth Yeah, and I wouldn't say destruction, but depth and donuts, maybe.
2: <laughs> D&D.
1: <laughs> D&D. Stay tuned. We're coming right back with Marty.
0: More drive-time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered.
1: Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall
0: past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880.
1: When you make your mission in life to help others help themselves, we know there's got to be some good juice and purpose behind a mission like that, wouldn't you say, JG? Oh my goodness, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your gut wisdom co-host John Gasman. That's G-A-S-S-M-A-N, otherwise known as Crooked Letter,
2: Crooked Letter I P P I. Right? Is that how it goes?
1: sort of like that. Trying to. Otherwise, you know, listeners, you know, we call him JG. And tonight, if you are just tuning in, we are in studio with Marty Finkel. Marty is one of our closest friends, and uh, he's got some special wisdom, some special challenges, and a journey that he's going through that I know um, can inspire all of us, will inspire all of us, and maybe even make us think a little bit differently um, about our own personal missions. What yeah. you say,
2: J.G.? And how we treat other people in life. Yeah. Marty, Marty, Marty.
1: <laughs>
3: what are we going to do with you, Marty. Oh, keep me around for a long time, please. Absolutely, yes, that's mm. the goal.
1: So, Marty just shared with us, uh, if you're just tuning in, that uh, you've got this awful diagnosis. Mm. What? What do we got?
3: Yeah, what I well, what, do,
1: what are we what are we going to fight?
3: What I heard from the doc was that not only was it stage four metastasized lung cancer that I had between three and eighteen months to live, and that was in September. September twenty second, when I found out that I had the cancer. September twenty ninth, when it was the diagnosis. Were you not biopsy. feeling well? I mean, you no, look
1: amazing. No,
3: I felt great. I I walk so much that, in fact, when they you're took on my, the beach
2: all the time with the dogs, right? Taking uh, the dogs for walks. Yeah, five, no, not
3: really, but I do <laughs> six to seven miles, uh, or seven Without to eight miles, yeah. around my neighborhood in yeah. South Orange, New Jersey, and it. I, I, even the guy that scanned my lungs said, my gosh, your lungs are so huge. And I said, is that a pass? Right. On me. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, no, no. I, I said, "Yeah." he said, you got to look at this. And I looked at the scans and one looked totally dark and the other one had a little light spot up in the in the top part of it. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. He said, well, I could read it. Let, let your doc read it first. Uh-huh. And then the doctor, the pulmonologist said to me, you have lung cancer. Oh. And I sat down and I cried. Yeah. And I didn't understand. So you asked me about anger. Right. The first was total disbelief. And the second one, I was pissed off. Yeah. To no end. Yeah. And then I said, no, no. I've got a husband. I've got... Uh, my phenomenal children. I've got a seven-month-old grandson. Yeah. I want to watch him graduate college. There's no way that I'm going to give up. So there's no room for anger. Uh, well, you know, I get mad sometimes because maybe sad also because yeah. I don't want to leave them. Of course I don't want to leave you guys. You're oh. my friends, and my I... family. My family. So what I decided to do um, back, um, after I got diagnosed was my, my niece is also suffering with, with cancer or, or dealing with cancer. And she, um, uh, introduced me to a site called caring bridge. So it's caring, like I'm caring about you bridge, all one word.org. C A R yeah. I N G I N G B R
1: I D G E dot org, Caringbridge.org. Mm-hmm. And if
3: you Google my name, Marty Finkel, M-A-R-T-Y-F-I-N-K-L-E, all you have to do is Google it. And you I've so far put up thirteen posts. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of missives, if you will. Yes. Uh they're stories. And and you asked about how do I help others help themselves. Part of it is just being blatantly honest with what's going on in my life, right? Um, some professional, a lot personal. And, and it's actually, I, I've given people permission to ask me anything they want.
1: Yeah. I know that to be true. You know, last week we had a guest, Jim Curtis, mm. uh, who wrote a book, The Stimulati Experience. And one of his wisdoms was, you know, and he's, he's got his health challenges, uh, that he's been living with for 22 years yeah. he's in pain he he can't really walk properly uh, All you know his, his own something right we've all got a something listeners I'm sure everybody out there we all know either we have a something or somebody we know has a something and we're all dealing with our challenges uh, uniquely I'm sure and in some very similar universal ways and he said to be open to be honest to be vulnerable so that you're not walking around with this stoic, I'm fine, all good. So yep, I'm Superman, I'm can't Superman. me. I'm fighting this and I'm going through it and yep, and all good. you know, it's really okay and recommended, seriously, recommended yeah. for everybody, including ourselves. So if you want to talk about helping others help themselves, mm-hmm. one way is for us to be honest with. We're not feeling okay, and you know what? You can ask me questions, and my one of my questions is, "What do you say?" I, you and I both know, Marty. It took me. I reached out to you electronically. Sure. sure. Now, anybody who knows me, mm, listeners, some of you have actually maybe you got to know me a little bit uh, on air. I'm a mush, and <laughs> and compassionate, and high empathy. And non-discriminatory, non-judgmental. I know all these things about me, but I, I have a weak uh, weak spot and a lot of love. Mm. I could not bring myself to call you. Shame on me. Shame That's... on me. But I bet I'm not alone. A lot of people don't know what to say. Oh. So help us. Help others. What do what people do say? say?
3: Well, it did. It kind of brings this, this thought to mind for me. First of all, I've got I've got four older brothers and their families and um, my brother Larry called me last week and he calls me every Sunday and we have these wonderful dialogues and he called me last week and he said Mark tell me what's really going on don't Mm. give me any of this nonsense he used different words (laughs) tell me what's really going on and I did and we cried together and it was good yeah but I'll go back to the question you asked me um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine in the UK named Debbie, and Debbie and I had a really con- phenomenal conversation. And I said, Debbie, is there anyone in the network I, – I we had 40 offices around the world, so I know a lot of people in a lot of countries. Is there anyone in the, in the world that you've talked to that you know, has heard about me that doesn't know how to approach me? And she said, oh, our friend Zoli in Hungary. So I said, "Okay." She said, "He's scared to call you." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, "Good. I, uh, he, thanks for helping me with that." Mm-hmm. So I got on WhatsApp and I WhatsApped Zoli and I said, "Zoli, here I am. Let's talk." Right. And Ooh, for an hour, pretty and brave. Half, for an hour and a half, we laughed and we cried and we told stories and we. Shared, And he said, how do you do it? And I said, what? He said, how do you stay so brave? I don't know if I could do that.
1: How do you do that? Help others help themselves, Marty. How do we stay brave in these types of circumstances?
3: uh, Over the last four or five weeks, or actually a couple of months, I've learned to just be able to cry really hard when I need to. Um, Michael and I, my husband and I, have gotten a chance to really dig deep. My daughters and I, Sarah and Rachel, have just gone to places that I never thought we'd go in conversation. My brothers, oh my gosh. My brother Rich is 13 years older than me. Mm -hmm. And we had the most incredible conversation of growing up when we were kids. You know, don't wait until you have to don't wait till diagnosis exactly
1: that that is the bravery yeah. right yeah, the bravery and, yeah. is let's not wait until somebody that we love or ourselves is mm-hmm. faced with this type of
2: life threatening life
1: threatening challenge yeah. really a life threatening challenge and let's not wait for that to have those brave conversations to have those deep conversations let's have them now
3: oh it's so critical and i i get an opportunity on a weekly basis to write my thoughts and don't, uh, mi-
2: and don't miss out anymore on Saturday morning.
3: I, <laughs> look, I look for those
2: Saturday I wake on, up looking for that. That's on uh, caringbridge.org, yeah. right, where uh, Marty, you're yeah. writing
1: weekly. I know. JG uh, waits yep. every Saturday. I get a pop-up in my inbox yeah. that tells me every time you've updated or right. written another blog about what's going on. And, um,
3: yeah, the holidays kind of messed me up. I, I didn't post till Monday for two weeks in a row. And I, hear, I got, and you got me And you got me nervous. Remember, yeah, I yeah. called you. I he called like, me.
2: I said, uh, w- w- I, first of all, I was like, how come okay? there's no post? Mm. Um, yeah. You know, you're so consistent. Yeah. Right. You know, you have a routine. And all of a sudden, that routine was thrown off. And I was like, did something happen? Oh, yeah. my goodness. And I called you. And you said, what are you talking about, J.G.? I'm, I'm going to get my car uh, so. <laughs> inspected. I was like, <gasps>
1: I know. Okay. Uh Yes, you were calmer. So some wisdoms sound like to me, right, being brave. Mm -hmm. um, Open. And open way before, living a life of bravery, if you will. Brave conversations, open, vulnerable, every day.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Not when the you-know-what hits the fan. Yeah.
3: Right? write. I write a lot in my blogs about you know, appreciating the small things around you. And I know it's cliche to say, stop and smell the roses. Well, I, I wrote about this song. Now it's going to get me. Oh, no. I'm gonna, please, uh, I'm I am I'm trying you tissues. I, um, I
1: almost became hysterical before I'm, like, really holding it in here. But go you, ahead.
3: Have you ever listened to Fun? They're, they're a, a group. Uh, Nick Reese is the head singer. Fun. Mm-hmm. Fun. Okay. And he wrote this beautiful story called The Gambler uh, about Ian is, is – wife in the story and his kids and he said I'm not going to buy you a rose I'm going to buy you a flower shop Hmm. and what Mike and I have done is we have planted rose bushes all around the house and there are roses oh so that's his flower shop oh and mine
0: oh
1: boy okay everybody take a deep breath I am not I can't even look at either one of you because (laughs) I'm going to lose it yep so let's all take a nice deep breath,
2: a have a little moment. woo-sa moment, mm-hmm. And you know, listeners, regroup. we all know people of in course. these situations, mm-hmm. and, and when was the last time you told them you loved them? Mm-hmm.
1: Do that every day. Yeah. We hear this all the time. We take so many things for granted. Yeah. How do we help somebody help somebody else? By, by being an example, yeah. right? being an example having that courage to be vulnerable every single day having the courage to talk about what's on your mind and having the courage to ask questions i needed the courage to deal with my disbelief and shock yeah. uh when when i heard the news and although we had been in contact with this electronic community you know email and text and what have you I was in such shock. I could not pick up the phone. I was in disbelief. It was like I'm reading. We're communicating, but I knew if I heard your voice, it was Ugh. going to be real for me. And yeah. I didn't want it to be real for me because I didn't want it to be real for you. But at the end of the day, that's not a good. That's that's not the wisdom here. The no. wisdom here is face pull, it. Pull up your bootstraps. Lean in. Lean in.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And you know, if you have somebody that's around you that's suffering from. Whether it's cancer or MS or or any indication, Anything. go and talk to them because I can't tell you how lonely it feels sometimes. Yeah, and uh, and what I promised myself is not to be lonely.
1: So I want you to hold that thought because promising oneself not mm-hmm. to be lonely, which I also think is something that we should promise ourselves and live by daily. I'd like to know how to do that. So we're going to hold that thought because I want to know how you're doing that, aside from promising yourself that you will do that. Okay. My
2: daily gratitude journal. Oh boy. I have a lot to write all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. So the daily gratitude journal, which, um, listeners, we have a journal of gratitude. Um, some of you emailed us and we sent it out to you gratis and we are happy to continue to do that. It's not just waking up in the morning and being grateful for who is in your life and having life and having health, those are all important ways of being grateful. This is literally a how-to. It's a practice of being grateful. And so we've got a journal every single day that will help you each day do something a little differently to help you practice gratitude. If it's something that you think will help you or something that will help you help somebody else, I'd like you to email me at DK at GutWisdom, G U T W I Z D O M dot com. We are happy to send that to you. Not while you're driving.
2: And by the way, we have our live event coming up. Right. Yes,
1: the live event, the Gut so Wisdom Live if event. If you want to know
2: about that, you have to follow us on social media to learn more. And if you shoot us an email, we'll actually add you to the email list so you'll be notified of all of the great things that we're we're in the process of working on can
1: it. Can I at least say when the live event is and you what it tell is? Yes. yes, okay. Right, so January, <laughs> 8th, January I was 18th. January 18th. that in Section 3. Come <laughs> on. January 18th. It's a Thursday night at the CBS Adorama Theater. We are doing a live event in front of a live audience. If you want to be part of that, you can email me. It's all about heart health. So stay tuned. We'll give you more information on that.
0: Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You are tuning in to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I am John Gassman, a.k.a. JG, along with Deirdre Koppelman. And we have one of our favorite people, one of our dearest and closest friends, Marty Finkel, live in studio. Say hi, Marty.
3: Hi, JG. Hi, D.
1: Hey there. Uh, it's very been some night. Yes, heavy. some night. It's been heavy, but it's also been filled real. with love, very real, and filled with wisdom. So, listeners, if you're just tuning in... um we're learning a lot about how to help others help themselves and the way in which we're learning how to do that is through Marty's journey you know Marty's always had a mission as a CEO an entrepreneur public speaker yes, uh, for many many decades about helping others help themselves and recently finds himself in a situation where he's been diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer that has metastasized and that's literally very recent. And yet he's got wisdoms about still how we he's taking himself he's outside. on a mission he's, he's on, on a, a mission, mission now to continue helping others help themselves, and we've been talking about everything you know what do you say, how do you feel, how do you deal with the shock, the disbelief, the anger, the sorrow, the pity and and one of the things that uh, we left off with just before the break, Marty, you said one thing um that you're doing to help yourself, right if tell me if I'm wrong is to make sure that you're never lonely. Mm. And I know we've all faced loneliness, whether we are faced with a Horrific, yes, and challenge, like so many of us are or not. So one, how have you chosen, right? What are you doing so that you're not lonely? And what can we do?
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a different personal choice for everybody. Um, <clears throat> I chose to be very public about this. And... Not only did I I blog on uh, CaringBridge, but I've shared it with my Facebook friends, and I also shared it with my LinkedIn friends, uh, close to 4,000 of them.
2: Hmm. And that was recently, right?
3: It it was actually, I only decided to do it um, last week. Uh, I I shared it with my accounts, and I've got mostly Fortune 500 accounts, although I coach entrepreneurs, but... You know, huge, huge accounts and phenomenal people, both on the buy side and the sell side. And <clears throat> I decided to share it with them because not only they are accounts of mine, but they become friends over the years, mm-hmm. kind of like the two of you. We've, we've gotten to know each other. And I figure if I'm going to try to go through this journey, no, not try. If I'm going to go through this journey, mm. I'm going to go through it with the people that care about me. Right. My my spouse and my kids and my brothers and my family, it's all part of helping others help themselves. It's the definition of the way I do it, by being a good dad or being a good uh, partner to my my husband, to being a good business person, being a good brother and, and uh, a friend and family member, and being financially and, and physically healthy. Mm-hmm. And those things drive my life if you will
1: so are you do you feel alone i guess would be my question it's
3: it's interesting yesterday i was feeling very sorry for myself Mm -hmm. i was sitting there in my own home Mm -hmm. feeling like with all these wonderful people around me um i just wanted to curl up in a ball and cry Mm -hmm. and i was feeling sorry for myself and i i kind of started looking around I called Mike and I said what's going on I don't know what's going on with me and he said to me you have lung cancer right and I said oh that's right yeah (laughs) right and it was just this this aha of I'm reaching out to other people to get them better with me and with the whole situation and I've in sometimes not had a chance Rachel, my, my youngest daughter said to me yesterday, "Daddy, you need to slow down." Mm. And I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You are pushing yourself. Yeah, because I'm still teaching and I'm still up in front of clients and I'm still selling and you're here like, and
2: you're here with
1: us. And I'm here with you guys. <laughs> you
3: know, and,
2: and, and I could say, you know, as a good friend and somebody who's worked with you, I see you going at even a faster, quicker, harder pace mm-hmm. than you've ever worked before.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and it, it's not work. I know for you. Well, it's interesting because sometimes I'm standing up in the classroom. I do a 33 hour class on negotiation. Wow. And I'm standing up and it hurts. My my oh. tumor yeah. expresses itself out my back. Yeah. And I, that's why I tell the students or the participants before I start, here's what I'm going through. And if I sit down, it's not because I'm lazy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's because right. it hurts like hell. Yeah. Excuse me. Um. But I, but. In answer to Rachel, I said, listen, it gives me energy to be with people. Right. And in order for me not to feel lonely, I surround myself with my kids and my grandson and my puppies and my husband and my friends and my business.
1: And, yeah. And, you know, Marty, you also you're also sharing a concept, if you will, Mm. a, a remedy, if you will. I mean, think about it. It's the holiday season. Mm hmm. We all know how difficult. It's a beautiful season. It's a season to celebrate, celebrate each other, celebrate our uh, religious thoughts and feel. I mean, it, so much. It, it can be so celebratory for so many of us. It could be stressful, but it can also be very lonely for people, mm-hmm. for so many people. And so think about if you are one of those people that experiences some loneliness during the holiday season... Here's a wisdom that has some merit. Why not surround yourself, make it a point. If you're feeling lonely, first acknowledge it. I'm feeling alone right now. Yeah. Okay? Label it. Label it. Be aware. And be self-aware. And then tell yourself, you know what? It's okay if I'm feeling lonely. Right? It's okay. But now I can do something about it. And I will do something about it. I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call somebody. I'm going to call anybody. I'm going to get out and just walk around and be around people to pick up energy. Whatever you can do. So so what you're sharing, Marty, of not wanting to be alone, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Doesn't mean that you're denying what it is that you're living with, okay? Right. And And fighting the heck out of, okay? But what you're also doing is you're acknowledging... I feel this way, and I'm doing something about it. And we can all do that, especially
2: with loneliness. Yes, J.G. Marty, I noticed you're wearing a wristband. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about the wristband?
3: Yeah, it's it's a white wristband, and it says, no one fights alone. And um, a couple of weeks ago, one of my business colleagues um, sent me a picture of her, and she had a white and red lined sweater, striped sweater, and at the end of it was her, her watch and then this wristband that I didn't even see because I thought it was part of her sweater.
2: Uh
3: (laughs) And uh, she said, no one fights alone. And I go, oh, that's really a nice sentiment. Thank you. And um, I had no clue what she was talking about. Well, Mm -hmm. then I teach a course in uh, Arizona and one of my colleagues is sitting there with his hand on his wrist or is his his head on his hand sorry about it. his head on his hand his hand on his wrist i hope (laughs) his head on his hand and i look and there's this white wristband he had one too and i notice it i'm going john that's really cool and then i look over and my friend is crossing her arms and i notice there's a white wristband on her arm and i said wait a minute what's that for he said you and I'm sitting in front of 24 people. I'm ready to turn around oh, to no. start my class again. And I start bawling my eyes out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He said, the whole team has it on, don't you know?
1: Oh, I want one.
3: Um, so I've got do you guys, one for each of you. And it, it's, a, it's um, I don't know the name of the company, but if you... I uh, Google No One Fights Alone. Yeah, I wrote it down. No for one the fights white, alone. For, the white one is for lung cancer, and there's a pink one for breast cancer, and there's a red one. There are all yeah. sorts of different ones. And it was so moving to me, based on what you just said, is how do you stop from being alone? Right. And part of it for me, because I'm such a public person, is to do that outreach to my friends, my family, and my business colleagues and just let them in. Yeah. that's what I do. Not yep. everybody has that desire, though.
1: No, I'm sure not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, similar to you, I'm a little bit of a, um, I'm a sharer.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes well. a little too open, <laughs> I think.
1: Well, you've, you've, I don't know, you've told me that over the years, J.G., that, uh, I mean, I've heard you go from sharing is caring, which I wholeheartedly believe. Yeah. I'm very quick um, to share personal challenges with people.
2: Vulnerability. That,
1: right. Be extremely vulnerable mm. right right from the get-go with strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that because, as you said earlier in the show, when you're vulnerable and you're open, that gives other people the opportunity to to be the same. Yeah. And that's how you help others help themselves. That's how you're relatable. So I won't change that about myself. But I will say the loneliness part is is big because facing what you're facing. You're not facing it alone. No. And all of us that are facing anything, anything, don't have to face things alone. And yeah. that is that is a wisdom. And if you if you feel like you're facing things alone, I think we should create a gut wisdom something so that you know you're not facing things alone. What mm. do you think, J G?
2: We have so many projects, I'm in for this one too. <laughs> Wherever you no. go, I go. I ride your coattails.
1: You do uh, not. Uh, I don't like that you say that, J G. You don't ride my coattails. <laughs> Like, I'm there
3: with – I'm there with you guys. I, I <laughs> love – what you're saying, Deidre, is is amazing because, you know, it's, it's what I do in my business, uh, helping others help themselves. People I, – I wanted people, when I go at some point in time, whether it's 18 months or 18 years, um, I want people to say, he did help others help themselves. yeah. He was a good dad. He was a good partner. I, I don't want to think that it's going to be from years from now that I'm going to do that. I'm living it. I'm visioning it right now, and I'm living it. And that's, to me, powerful.
2: Yep. You are living it. That, that is true. Very much. Are we living it, D? I try to live it
1: every single day.
3: There's your wisdom.
1: I do. and And I acknowledge... When I'm not, and when I when I haven't been able to live it every day, and I give myself to per, permission, I'm like, all right, yeah, you, ha- you weren't great at that today. Tomorrow's another day, and, it's if, you, a new and day. If, if you're lucky enough to have another day, you get another opportunity to try again. Hmm. And we, you know, none of us know how long we have.
2: Let's be real, listeners. <laughs> how do you live it? How do you live? How do you live? How do you live it? Walk it, talk it. A pure, raw, real life. Yeah. Well, I'd be curious I hear to hear.
1: It. So here, let's do this because, uh, first of all, Marty. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Um, <sighs> listeners, what can I say? I mean, we can give away everything from today till tomorrow, but the most important thing we want you to take away from tonight are the wisdoms from Marty. And and listening to things that you can do to help yourself and to help others. I mean, that's that's the best gift that we can give. And I think it's the best gift that you can give yourself.
2: Tis the season to give charity.
1: Okay. Where do you want to give?
2: Just say thank you to others.
1: Well, there's that practice appreciate, and gratitude. Appreciate yes. others. Yes, yes. That's the
2: best gift you can give. And give a gift to yourself of loving yourself and not getting down on yourself for the things you didn't do and the Mm. things you couldn't finish. Mm. Do you want to give more of our
1: gratitude journal away? Absolutely. Okay, email me, dk at gutwisdom, G U T W I Z D O M (laughs) dot com. We're going to give you specific ways to practice gratitude every single day. That's one thing that you can do that we know works. Works for happiness, and it works for helping you help yourself and help others. So we'll be happy to do that. Uh, I want to thank you listeners for your gut wisdom loyalty. Our partners at WCBS News Radio, thank you for all of your hard work and, of course, your support of this crazy little thing we have going on called Gut Wisdom.
2: And if you want to tune in to other previously aired shows, just go to the website and check them out.
1: Well, where are they going to do that? Go to gutwisdom.com or iTunes. So until we're back next week, have an amazing Gut Wisdom Saturday night.
0: Toodles. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.